0: If you want to stop feeling broke and start thriving, this episode is for you. So hang on tight and keep listening. Need a judgment-free zone when it comes to your financial life? Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a bilingual podcast for today's Latina who typically thinks English but feels her Latina culture through and through. I am your host, Jen Hempel, and each week... We have down-to-earth money conversations from people in La Comunidad Latina that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. Lista? Let's do it. You all, how's it going, Reina? This is Jen Hempel, your host, and I've got an amazing guest for you today. Have you ever felt broke? I'm sure you have, but there's been times where we've really living from paycheck to paycheck, or something happens in life where we are really struggling to uh, make ends meet. Well, this guest today went from broke to thriving. So let me share with you a little bit about Angelina Rosario or Angelina Rosario. She is a success coach, author, and motivational speaker. She has influenced countless people by teaching them that trials and setbacks are there secret weapons towards achieving success and being the best versions of themselves? She believes that success is no accident. And if you want to achieve amazing things and build a successful life, you have to do it on purpose for a purpose. In this episode, you're going to learn the story of when she spent $80,000 in three months, how this resulted in finding herself broke with only a piece of salmon and a banana. I'm not kidding you. You'll hear her her say that. You'll also learn what she did to transform her life from broke to thriving. Lista? You ready? Vamos a conocer this reina of her money. Let's go meet Angelina. Bienvenida, Angelina, to Her Dinero Matters. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited too, Mama. Thank you for having me. Well, we connected recently in D.C. at the Women's Expo, and I think I missed one middle part of the event, The Empowerment, the word. <laughs> Empowerment Expo. I'm like, Women yeah. Ex- Empowerment Expo. Uh, and I heard you uh, speak on a panel, and I was really impressed and inspired just with your story and just the way you think. So, I, of course, I went immediately. I don't know if I was one of the first people. I'm like, I'm going to talk to her right now and see if she <laughs> would want to have, we want to be on my podcast. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you for having me. No problem. So let's begin with your money story. So tell us about your money story. What did you grow up hearing, seeing when it came to money that really impacted your beliefs? About money,
1: yeah, so I obviously come from a place of poverty, right? So just like a typical Latina home, you have parents that just seem to always be struggling, and that every dollar counts that money doesn't grow on trees, and you know everything else. so for a while, I, I saw that, and it, it at a certain time, you start believing it, but I started shifting my mind at a really young age because I was always an explorer. And I call myself Curious George. I was always looking around and wondering, well, how come these people made it? And how come these people have this type of money? And why can't we? So I've always had that in my mind. But yeah, you know, we were we were raised in a one bedroom, you know, three girls, there was no father. And my mom was extremely frugal. She would go and I don't have anything against the dollar store if that's where you go. But my mom was about that, hey, I'm going to the dollar store and yeah, we. if you ask her for $5, she'll look at you like you're crazy because $5 at the time meant like $500 to her. So yeah, there was no money in my household. And we were led to believe that you know it's, it's a struggle. To get money, you have to struggle. You have to work hard. And to a certain extent, I believe you have to work hard, but it shouldn't be a struggle. All
0: right. So you heard those themes or you saw those themes and heard those themes when your mom talked or in the actions that she took. And did she ever, because you were raised by a single mom, did she ever talk to you about money or is that something that she avoided? She avoided, I mean, I don't
1: think she knew any better. I, I believe that she did the best that she can, which was save all your money in a bank or in a CD and that's it, you know, and you don't ever live above your means. So like I said, she was very extremely frugal. So she didn't talk about it. I just thought that money was really hard to get. And that you weren't allowed to do, you know, travel the world because you'd be broke. You couldn't buy the things that you wanted because you'd be broke. So it in my household, it was all about saving every
0: penny you earn. Sounds very similar to mine. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that you were curious as a child, and really that's when you started shifting your mind. So you were growing up in a household where The theme was money's hard to get. It's a struggle, but yet you were curious as to why other people had it different, right? So that started shifting. But besides being curious, was there anything else that you did? Was there a time in your life where you found yourself thinking money's always a struggle? It's hard to get by. Or did that curiosity at a young age help you shift your mind where when you became an adult, you didn't have that mindset.
1: I would say, I think I was a rebel. So because my mom thought that way, I always felt like I need to think differently. But I would say when I got in my mid-20s, I did earn a lot of money, but not knowing how to handle the money took me backwards. So yes, I was an explorer. Yes, I believe that you can earn as much as you want as long as you're willing to chase after your dreams and let nothing stop you. But if you don't know how to handle it, if you don't know how to manage your money and invest your money in the proper places and speak to the right people, you can end up broke very quickly. So I understood from my mom perspective where she was afraid that, you know, she was raising three girls on her own and she had to make every penny count. So at that, I mean, there was a mixed Feelings for me, I guess you can say, because I'm like, oh, I understand about saving money now. You know, at one point I spent $80,000 within three months. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm foolishness. And I learned very quickly at that point, but I think it's those struggles as well that you learn so much because you can learn so much from your mistakes. So that's where I picked up the Tony Robbins Unshakable and I started digging in a lot more in stocks and figuring out how to make my money work for me.
0: And I'm curious in terms of, so you've went through this shift, uh, you made some mistakes along the way, which we all do, right? Right. (laughs) And you started to dive into the world of personal finance. You mentioned you picked up Unshakable by Tony Robbins. So you started working on that. So tell us about maybe one of your biggest Financial struggle that mm. you have had and how you overcame it, especially being that your mom raised you the best she could, single mom in a poverty situation, and you went through your own journey going to an adult. But what would you say has been your biggest financial struggle and how have you overcome it?
1: I would never forget this one. So back in two thousand and six, I decided to move to LA, and I was. I would say at that point, I, I would call it identity crisis. And I went there. And you know I'm not saying this is every part of LA, but the specific part of LA I was in, it was very superficial, right? So I was spending, that's what the $80,000. And at one point I found myself completely broke, living off one salmon. I remember this. I didn't have any money. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I had a piece of salmon that I cut up. I don't even know on how many pieces. I stretched it out for a week. I remember that. And also, with a banana! I was even selling my gold jewelry. I think at the time it was worth money. It was a really bad time for me, and but it was also the time that I probably learned the most and why I know so much about money now. But yes, I, that was probably the worst time because I was living in my sister's couch. I had no money at all. Like I will make ends. Like I literally was counting change to get gas, mm-hmm. and I had no idea how I was gonna. At the time I was in it, sometimes when you're in it and you're in your deep thoughts and get into that dark place, and it's when you start feeling like a victim, but then that's when the shift happened for me.
0: And so the shift happened at that time. So how, how did it happen? Would you say? So I was trying to figure out, okay,
1: if I got myself into this, I know how to get myself out. So first and foremost, I'm going to stop spending money and stop playing the victim. Obviously, I was acting in LA and I had some investments in Miami and I had to get a handle of everything. But one of the things I was, I believe in the law of attraction. I started actually praying a whole lot and I wasn't asking for some magical thing to happen, some money to come in that I haven't earned. I was asking for direction. I was asking to show me the way that I was willing to do the work. And so I started journaling a lot of my thoughts. So I won't suppress them. And I started envisioning myself with money. What would I do? Mm -hmm. The first thing I would do if I had money. And that's some of the principles that I applied. I eventually did end up with a career that I am now that I absolutely love. But the way it happened, I know that I know with everything that I got, it was my faith and belief. There was no reason I should be here. (laughs) But I strongly believe that when you learn your lesson. And, you know, I am I'm from. I'm, I believe in God and I believe that he knows your heart. You can try to fool anyone else, but he knows your heart. And when you go in that place of, I say, you know, I have a sanctuary. And when I went to that place where I just was allowing myself to just be and, you know, living in that L.A. world is all superficial. So you're pretending to be someone that, you, that at least for me, I was pretending to be something that I wasn't or wasn't trying to be. So at the time when I found my place with my, in my sanctuary with God, I poured my heart. I asked them that I wanted to become more of who I truly am designed to be. And that there was three ways I was going to be using my money. One, when I earned it, I would pay off all my debt. Two, I would give my 10%. And that was something I wasn't doing before. And then my third one is that I would invest back in myself. So that was part of my growth instead of spending money on things that really didn't bring any return on investment, really started learning. This is when I started going to workshops. I started putting myself in different places. And that's another thing. I think my inner circle changed. I changed Mm -hmm. my environment. I changed. Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn more, even though I didn't have it at the time. For whatever reason, as I I continued praying and believing, I knew I was going to come out of it. I just didn't know when or how. But I started surrounding myself with people that knew about money and that can teach me about money and what I would do different. So those are the things I think the universe are seeing from your end and will get out of your, your way eventually if you're consistent and not play the victim game. Right.
0: Makes sense. So one of the things that I heard from you and just reading up on you and just having heard you speak is about your belief and your belief in yourself and really Basically confidence, right? Believing that you can do this, that whatever you're working on, which I think is huge because if you don't have belief, it's just going to make your life so much harder. Yes. (laughs) So besides, because you mentioned some of the things that you mentioned was journaling, praying, asking for direction. You also mentioned change your inner circle and surrounding yourself with people that were doing what you want to be doing, like financially and so forth. So what would you say besides, you know, is there anything else that you would add to that for someone who's struggling with their belief in themselves? Yeah,
1: I think reflection is good. I feel Mm -hmm. that when you reflect and, and where you, I don't believe in living in the past. The only time you go to the past is to figure out where you're going. So the mistakes that you've done in the past and how you're going to correct them, what led you to this path? every decision that you've made led you here. If we like it or not, it's just what it is. So the only way you can fix it, and and some things are just out of your control, right? I, I was diagnosed with a tumor, but I turned that into a purpose, right? And the same thing goes with money. I found out what got me here, and I'm like, okay, this is where I was spending my money. In what area can I start doing better? Do I really need to be buying clothes every week? Do I need to be, you know, eating out every week? And then you get to a place that when, yeah, I had to you know, make sure that I was budgeting everything as much. I didn't do that in the past, by the way. Like I created my own spreadsheet. And if you don't know how to spreadsheet, there's a bunch of apps now that can manage your money because you have to know where every penny is going. I'm still struggling in that area because now I have my own business and I'm like pouring out money for my business. But in the sense, like I track everything. I print out everything by the end of the month. I go in and I put it in and I figure out where did every dollar go? Because that's the only way that you can correct those things.
0: Right. No, it makes sense. I love that reflection is the other part too. love it. And one of the things your website, and I was curious, because one of the things you do, you speak, you do coaching, you pretty much you provide inspiration, you definitely have a gift for that. Thank you. Uh, I've, I've witnessed that. So what, in turn, your website is called, She Fixes Crowns. How did that, because I'm, I'm curious on the story for the name. Yeah, in relation to what you're doing. So she fixed Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you.
1: This crown was birthed in ICU. I was diagnosed with a tumor four years ago it was in the right side of my mouth. And they were giving me 60 days to remove the tumor or my entire face will be deformed. Yeah. So the funny thing is that, you know, life always in the life of misery is always visiting. You better be ready. And this is how you build muscle. So my financial situation builds muscles, right? My, my childhood builds muscles. So here I am dealing with a tumor, but I'm stronger than, you know, we're always stronger than what we know because all those times in the past that you've had hardships and you were able to overcome them, that's building muscles. So I knew that, Somehow, I've been given the strength to deal with this, but it wasn't always easy because not only was I diagnosed, they went in and removed a tumor. They had to remove five teeth. Then I got an infection, and then I had, to make a long story short, I've had four surgeries where they had to remove a bone and a nerve from my right leg, which prevented me from walking for a while. I just started exercising not that long ago, and they were even saying my speech, but there was a lot of miracles They were supposed to cut the right side of my face. They were supposed to cut the right side of my leg. And again, I cannot begin to tell you the power of prayer. Believing in miracles, they exist. I've seen it with my own eyes. And so when I was in ICU, I, just, I told God, I'm not sure why this is happening, but I'm not here to blame anything or anyone. I just want to get out of it. So if you can get me through this pain, I promise that I'll devote myself to women specifically. But if anyone who wants to hear my story... Uh, just to help them use their pain for a greater purpose. Because you find yourself, if it's a financial struggle, if it's an illness, a divorce, a death in the family, whatever that may be, what you'll find if you allow it to work for you, that is creating character and is building you into someone that you were always meant to be.
0: Love it. And wow, that is absolutely crazy what you've gone through. But obviously, with your faith, uh, with your belief, Uh, with your openness to receive answers, if you will, you've persevered. So I I really bow down to that because that's amazing. Now, Les, if you could share with us, we talked about your biggest financial struggle. Let's talk about your proudest money moment.
1: My proudest money moment that when I call my financial advisor and they said that I am doing much better, about 80% better of people in my age group where I can, if I wanted to retire at the age of 55 and live the same lifestyle, I can. So that meant a lot for me because what I, and here's what I say, I've been saving so much money. I did my 401k. I matched it for those who still work for corporate America or some employment that actually offers you 401k. But if not, if you have your own company, you have to save money for yourself and not touch it. So I was, I became very, very big on that. So you know, and not putting into savings. I know a lot of people think putting in the bank. For me, it didn't work. Obviously, you don't see your return on investment there. So I found, I actually worked with one financial institution. And then when I saved enough money that I wanted to go, I envisioned this financial institution, but they only accepted you if you had a certain amount of money. So I finally got there where now I diversify my portfolio. And they've, you know, I used to be a lot more conservative. So now like they in the age, you can be a lot more aggressive. So that's pretty cool. So, you know, I never thought in a million years when I was with a salmon and a banana that I would actually have monthly calls with a financial advisor to see how my money's going. Is it down? Is it up? Where Where, where are we investing my money? So that's like one of the proudest moments because again, nothing has been given to me. There was no silver spoon. My mother, you know, to this day, unfortunately, works a job that pays her about $40,000 a year. And she loves it. So I let her do what she does. And then, you know, I had no dad, lived in the project. So for the ones that say it cannot be done, it's like, that's when my, I think it's probably my pet peeve at that point, because my hair is in my arms stand because I am a walking testimony that it may not happen right away, but I believe in the compound effect. If you start saving a little bit now, what well, you'll see, you double that the next following month, you double that up. The third month, and what you, what you see it eventually the, the compound effect. You will look back and be like, When did I save all this money? <laughs> so it's really, really cool to see when I look back to see like, Wow, I never touched that money, and now I can retire by the age of 55 if I wanted to, which I'm not planning to.
0: <laughs> love it, love it. That is awesome. Especially what a combination of salmon and a banana. I know. <laughs> you know that's so Puerto
1: Rican, right? And so American, <laughs> or maybe Dominican. I don't know, I'm both. <laughs>
0: So this month's theme is frugality. And you've lived at a poverty level when you were young, then now you're doing so much better. And I'm naturally curious what your thoughts are on frugality because a lot of people become extremely frugal with a mission of saving money. So I'm curious what your thoughts are and maybe some tips that you would like to pass on to us.
1: Yeah. So my way of thinking is you have to be careful with the the relationship you have with money. I don't mind you saving money, but I get weary when we use that word frugal because you're saying there's not enough. And I believe that we live in the universe is more than enough. You can make as much as you want. So maybe saying, Hey, I'm not going to spend money on this because I'm investing on my whatever that may be, but to say I'm saving money because I don't have enough. I'm just careful with my words. I believe that words have power. I personally don't like the word frugal myself. You know, I I never say I'm frugal. I'm just I'm making a conscious decision to save my money, and I'm telling the universe it's because I'm planning to invest it back on on a a project that I'm working for. She fixes crowns, or I'm planning to give it back to a charity, or I'm planning to save it because I want to buy a home, buy a vehicle, maybe I want to get something to my child. But whatever that may be, I'm just careful with my words because. You just have to ask yourself when you're saying that, is it because you feel like you are lack of or because you're saying, Well, I have more than enough. I'm just choosing to now invest it in this area of my life.
0: So true. Because I was sharing with you prior to when we started recording is that I used to be that extremely frugal person just because I was brought up in an environment where there was no money, where we didn't have well, this wasn't I was born in Colombia. I'm not sure if you know. So Where we lived in a part of town where there was no electricity because it wasn't built up yet. So, from going to that, when I became an adult, I didn't. I felt the only way to not be in that, uh, you know, not uh, avoid not having money was to save money. Like you know, like you mentioned earlier, and I became this extremely frugal person. But at the same time, I was miserable, right? So I love those questions as well because why are you? why are you wanting the need to be frugal? And, and you're right, that frugality has some sort of negative connotation. connotation yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think if you're doing it with intention, and the other thing for me is just really being strategic about it. if you're going to save, let's say, make your own detergent to wash clothes as a frugal way, is that really saving your money? You know, is or are you tracking how much you're saving? Are you saving that money that you're supposedly saving and setting it aside? So that's, for me, that's my stance with frugality. I was curious because I'm just, I may have my thoughts, but there may not be the the correct thoughts, right? Uh, so I'm always curious. So thanks for sharing that. So we're going to wrap up with some fun. And yes. At the end of this interview, um, we're doing the Chisna Express. It's gossip, but in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's five random facts about you. So you have shared recently, I was going to ask you about your Latino heritage, but you've mentioned your Puerto Rican and Dominican. Yes, so, fire. <laughs> <laughs> so my question, my first question will be then I was gonna ask you about that, but you answered it. My first question is going to be what is the last song you sang or had running in your mind?
1: Uh, JLo, dinero. How ironic. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I wish I was working out to her today. I'm I like, dinero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. How about with do you prefer sunset or sunrise? Uh, sunset. Love it. And then how would you answer this? Or how would you finish up this phrase? Latinas are a force to be reckoned with because? Because we are unique and
1: powerful beyond our imagination.
0: Love it. And that's something we all definitely need to hear. Yes. <laughs> and you are in Miami, right? I am. So, so Latina. <laughs> and, and so are you more Univision or Telemundo? Oh my goodness. Don't
1: kill me. I'm so much more uh, audiobooks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I was just really curious. I'm, I'm thinking... Oh, I'm terrible. I,
1: I live in audiobooks and podcasts, to be honest with you. I hear you.
0: I hear you. But I'm like, when I think Miami and it's been a while since I've been there, I feel like that's all, you know, that, especially in the Latino community, that's what you're surrounded with. So I'm just, we curious. do have
1: some beautiful Latinas. Let me tell you, anywhere that I go and I say Miami, they're like, oh, la Latina is tan bonita. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're not from here, but they Colombiana. <laughs> we have a lot of Colombianas. We have a lot of Cubanas. So, yeah. We do have the most beautiful women probably in the world. Yeah. Don't (laughs) not let your husband come out here. It's like Brazil. Don't let him
0: come out here. Oh, you're you're so funny. So if the last question, if you were invisible, where would you be? Where would you go? Oh my gosh. If I was invisible,
1: I'm always curious and I don't know if this is my faith. I just want to see, and I'm going to eventually be there. But if I had a choice right now, I would love to visit heaven.
0: Well, this has been such an amazing conversation, Angelina. Fue un placer, un gusto. I appreciate it. Keep setting the example that you're setting and keep doing what you're doing because as Latinas, we need those examples, which is why I am doing this podcast to show the world, hey, look at these really talented and skilled Latinas out here. So I appreciate you sharing your time with me. No, thank you.
1: And thank you for allowing me to share my story and being part of the Latina mission. So I, we appreciate you. I appreciate you. So continue doing what you're doing.
0: Thank you so much. ¿Qué pensaste? What did you think? I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed getting to know Angelina. You can connect with her over at SheFixesCrowns.com. I will have that link. In today's show notes. Now, let's move on to the reina of the week, where we recognize Una Mujer, one woman that has been working hard on becoming the reina of her dinero, in other words, the queen of her money. This week, it is Dana for staying the course and using the podcast and the free resources that I have available for you to help her achieve some fantastic progress, like getting out of some debt being on the same page of her as her spouse, saving for emergencies, and other victories such as that overwhelm that she used to fill is no longer there because she feels more in control. If you want to nominate someone who you feel should be recognized, you can submit your nomination to jenhempill.com forward slash reina of the week. This link is also found in the show notes. This mujer can be anybody. It doesn't have to be someone who is currently listening to the podcast. It's just nice to recognize. So if you have a friend or someone you just met, a coworker, a family member, please, by all means, submit that nomination. Now, let's go on to the pregunta of the week, which today's pregunta of the week is what are the one to two things that Angelina has done to shift her life from broke to thriving? To answer the pregunta of the week, you do need a free account in the Her Dinero Matters hub. But no worries, that's simple, because chances are you already have a free account if you are subscribed to my email list. And if not, you can just simply go to jenhemphill.com forward slash win and you can sign up for an account from there. Now, by answering those four questions for this month's theme of frugality you can gain access to this month's freebie, which is a checklist on what you need to do to make frugal work for you, plus a spreadsheet to help you keep track of those savings. So make sure you answer all four questions to be able to snag that freebie. Now, next week on the Herding Nettle Matters podcast, we have a male, yes, not a female, but a male this time, And the actually, I believe is the first Latino male that I have interviewed since I've started podcasting. And it is Joe Bautista, who shares with us what it takes to become a financial planner since I've been receiving questions from you about this. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Angelina for joining us, for being transparent, for sharing her great story. You can check out more on how to find Angelina over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 182. Also, don't forget if you love this episode or this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you share it with a friend, family member, coworker, or even a stranger. Nunca se sabe. You never know when someone is in pain in their financial life. Just a sheer sharing of this podcast or this particular episode may be the push or inspiration they need to move forward. Until then, stay consistent on those money actions and habits so you can not only be the reina of your money, but love your dinero more. You've got this. Tú puedes. I believe in you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Talk to you next Thursday. Ciao.